0: Time is running up for the planet Earth. It's impervious to one voices. There's an intriguing sensation. It's a nuclear device. Fun,
1: fun, fun! <laughs> yeah. That's nice! Ah! Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest
0: way to travel. It belongs to a creature from outer space. It's a bird! It's, a it's very important. It does not compute. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Shell Inherit. I'm Daniel Pickett. I'm Jason Lindsay, and I hope everyone that's a dad had a good Father's Day yesterday. Oh yeah, Happy Father's Day.
1: Well, thanks to you, you're a dad. I am. I am indeed. How's how's that going for you? It's
0: it's great. Yeah. It's do a, you guys very
1: rewarding? Usually do stuff for Father's Day?
0: Uh, we do. Yeah. Like we what?
1: Uh, well, actually, we
0: uh, my request was that we went and saw Man of Steel. In the IMAX 3D. Oh, okay, so, so you get
1: to you get to pick what you want to do for Father's Day. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's not
0: bad. Yeah, yeah. Because my, I, I, I don't normally go and see. You know, my wife doesn't enjoy the 3D. Uh huh. But I felt like this is one I, I wanted to see it in IMAX. Right. Uh, and I guess there is a 2D IMAX, but it was showing. We already had a lunch reservation at one of the Brazilian steakhouses. That was the other thing that they took me to, so I could eat my fill of
1: meat. And then, uh, so I saw <laughs> Superman first. We saw it at you, like 9.30 in the morning. All right, you can. right, I'm then, sorry, but you, 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 you've been doing this thing lately in the show where you're talking in past tense as if you already did it. Right. But that's a real slippery slope because Why? then if I go, well, how was the movie? And how was the meal? Was it great? It's yeah. always delicious. In a natural conversation, if you really had done it, right. naturally I would be saying... And what other gifts did you get, or what other things happened? But uh, I, gotta I got to sit here like a dope, shiny new nickel, and just got to go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it hasn't actually happened yet. Not to mention, you're confusing the hell out of me. Well, you saw. Superman what... on Friday. How was that? It was great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it gets. I think. I think we need to keep the show in in the in our present tense and let them catch up. Let Is that what you think? Well, because I'm going to see Superman tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. Right. I don't think there's any illusion. You know, it's like. People don't think that, you know, people live inside the box when they watch television.
0: You're actually speaking to the future me. I've traveled back in time. Well,
1: now, see, that would be more interesting. Say, well, I think that's how we should just play That's it. an interesting show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, but, that would be a more interesting but, show. But if you say that you... <laughs> One of us has traveled say, back
1: in time. You're, you're, you're going like, we, and we had Brazilian barbecue. That was another thing that I wanted to do. That is... Okay, well, my natural I response would be, what did you have? Uh, I had a lot of meat. Well, what kind? Uh, well, they
0: they have a uh, the, the churrascura. Is there... They're famous, the thing they're famous
1: for. I uh-huh. had lots of
0: things wrapped in bacon. And what did you like best about Man of Steel? Uh, I think it was his lack of underpants.
1: Okay. All right, good. See, uh, I... Because I'm against
0: I, underpants on everyone. Yeah, I know. Much
1: less my superhero. Believe me, folks, you have no idea what I have to sit across from every week. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I remember I used to say, whenever <laughs> it was like Father's Day or Mother's Day, I'd say something like, how come there isn't a kid's day? <laughs> this, and what would they say? And what? my dad would say, "Every, every day, day is, is Kids, Kids day. day." We all got that answer. Yep, every day <laughs> is Kids Day. So, uh, so you get to pick whatever you want to do for Father's Day.
0: Well, this this year that was the case. Yeah. Well, Sometimes they mistake. like to surprise me, but uh, I knew that you know the weekend was busy. Like Saturday, we had to go do this Girl Scout thing, and which you're
1: going to do. You haven't
0: done it. Yet. I have not done that right. yet. That's right. There's a, like a Father's Day thing, and then and then after that, there was like a. Uh, Party for Paige's end of the year school mm. thing. So like Saturday was all booked up. You know what's funny about the Girl Scouts? Tell me.
1: Besides the cookies, why is that funny? <laughs> um, you know all this controversy over the Boy Scouts. Yes. Uh, you know the controversy I'm speaking of. I do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they've they've recently allowed uh, homosexual uh, scout scouts. Leaders. Not scout
1: leaders. Oh, just scout, scouts. It's just scouts, yeah. not scout leaders. That is correct. Wow. They That's an organization I want nothing to do with. <laughs> Uh, I think that's wrong. But you never hear anything about the Girl Scouts. The it Girl Scouts just have allowed
0: that and not said a thing about it for almost ten years now.
1: So wh- So what? They have been on the come forefront they're, of that. Can they step in and go, hey, Boy Scouts, we're leading the way. Why don't you take a page out of our book or something? Now they're two completely separate organizations. Oh, so. well, that's interesting. Yeah. I thought they were somehow related. No. I think most people probably think that they're... Related. Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, they right. must be the same umbrella. They something. are not. That's actually not true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, it'd be nice if they should step up. <laughs> well, you would think so. But yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. Boy Scouts of America. Uh, well, that's great. Well, uh, as so usual. Just, just, speaking of Father's Day, though, yes. that, just to go back, yes. you, uh, you've asked me
0: a couple of times about my taste in music and yes. where that comes from. And why I like some things that are a little wacky and and off the beaten path. And I was thinking about it, mm. and it really it comes from my father. Oh. Uh, my father is an electronics geek, and right. has been his whole life. Made a ham radio. Ham radio operator. Right. Yeah, all that. You Broken know, built a Norad. TV. Yeah, crazy stuff like that. Yeah. So. When he was in college, he built his own radio station mm. in his dorm that he would broadcast from. Ah. So he always had this giant stack of 45s. Okay. And, you know, it was everything from Elvis and Beach Boys and all the stuff popular at the time, but he also had some novelty records, you know, Spike, Spike Jones, Jones stuff. Yeah, all that. Or uh, Pickett. He loved the Kingston Trio growing up. Huh? No way. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. He loved the Kingston Trio. So, you know, they, they sort of run the gamut of, you know, like, Actual folk songs and just wacky, funny stuff. Right. So I grew up with that, and then the other piece of information that I don't know that I've shared: my father is a banjo player. Oh no! Yeah. So uh, for a while, that was really embarrassing as a kid. Really? Yeah. But he would go to you know Boy Scout, Cub Scout, whatever mm. you know, school things, and play you know these hilarious songs, <laughs> and my friends loved it.
1: So he was doing like Spike Jones and. Sort and of even of the yeah, even old songs. sort of classical, traditional
0: sort oh, of yeah. novelty things. Uh, yeah, but see,
1: as a kid, Steve Martin was huge for oh us yeah. as a kid, and he yeah. played the banjo. Yes, he did. And he took he took an instrument that, other than Deliverance, no one really had reference for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he yes. made it semi cool because yeah. he was up there doing it. So I would have thought if your dad played banjo as a kid. That would have given you some street cred because of Steve Martin. There was a brief time where no? I don't know
0: I was embarrassed by it. I got over that quickly, and yeah. I, you know it's awesome and it's very funny. And, right. And uh, but he was always really good at it. And always had a very good singing voice. But you know, he always loved that sort. He loved to perform. Oh. So I think a lot of my love of that kind of music, huh. is born out of that. that's what I was surrounded with, kind of growing up and exposed you know? to. And it's you know yeah.
1: we're all exposed to different things. It just depends. On some things you latch onto. Some things you don't. Maybe you would have latched onto it, whereas your brother might not have, or whatever. Right. But exactly. It, it, oh, interesting. So yeah. Well, I uh, I just put a, a package together for my dad of some books and DVDs he's been looking for. Okay. Uh, neither of my parents are internet savvy, so they can't. Uh, my mother. The last. In fact, the last voicemail I got from my mother, we'd been playing phone tag for a few days, and f- towards the end of the voicemail, she was like, "So call me when you can, um, so we can just catch up and." Um, also, um, I might need some help with the DVD player. <laughs> like, okay. again, you know, like, I've, we've done blueprints, I've taken photographs, I said, here's, press this button, yeah. go to Channel 3. Um, but hes he, he'll get a hold of me and say, look, there's this movie, uh, I cannot find it, and they're telling me that it's really hard to find. Uh, it's called Hannah. It's about this girl that's an assassin. I said, yeah, it came out a couple of years ago. Well, I can't find it anywhere, and they're telling me it's really hard to get, and it's rare. So if you can find me the movie... So, you know, I've been find, grabbing stuff, up, you know, books that he's looking for on eBay and some yep. other stuff on Amazon. So I, I got him Hannah uh, on DVD and um, uh, an old French film called uh, Monsieur Hulot's Holiday. Okay. Mr. Hulot's Holiday yes. um, uh, by Jacques Tati, who was like the, the French chaplain sort of. The, these, the, You know, the, the films were sound that he did as Mr. Hulot, but they were essentially... It was almost like the, the artist. It was like that, like oh, okay. a, almost like a silent film. Right. He, he doesn't. The character doesn't speak, but he introduced us. Uh, speaking of dads, you know, he, he he was he and my mother were very into um, foreign films, you know, all the British stuff as a kid. You know, Monty Python and Faulty Towers and and uh, uh, the Ealing comedies. You know, the the oh, sure. Ealing comedies and uh-huh. stuff. All that stuff they were into, and they turned us on to it. Uh, the Thin Man movies, you know Bogart, Forbidden Planet, all this stuff. My my dad took me to, uh, and 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 Mr. Hulot, which I remember him taking us to it. My bro- my older brother Jack had seen it once before, I think, because the, you know that he's like ten years older than me. so It was my first time, but it was remarkable that here's my dad. You know, I must have been ten or eleven years old. Right. It's a French film, n- very little dialogue. Yep. And we're all in stitches. There's my dad at whatever age he was, my brother, who must have been 20, 21 at the time, in tears, laughing so hard. And me, just the visuals of it. And it was the same thing with, with Python. It's like I didn't get all the jokes right. at seven or eight years old. And then when there were boobies, it was like, Ooh, there's, oh, that, I shouldn't <laughs> well be seeing that. Um, but something about it you know, appealed to, to, to each of us and, and, uh, in different ways. And, and so, I, so I picked those up for him. And uh,
0: Does he uh, know that those exist? Like, that you can get. The
1: which? The, the, the French films and stuff. Well, he, he, you know, I mean, this goes back to like. I remember getting a copy of Eight and a Half, Fellini's Eight and a Half, uh-huh. on VHS for him. Okay. In the early 90s. Right. And it was like $70 to find this movie. Yeah. And, it, and I had to special order it at like Suncoast kind of thing. Right, right. So in his mind, I think he when he thinks of a film like that, he thinks, "Well, I'll never find this thing.
0: Like <laughs> right, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know how the
1: kid's going to find it. I'm never going to find it." You yeah. know. So, um, but he knows that they're that they're they're out there now, and so I'm going to I'm going to start you know getting him. Uh, I actually sent him a big care package a few weeks ago, where I had taken all my Bond films and a bunch of other stuff that I had already got on Blu-ray, oh, okay. and put a care package together for him and and my brother my other brother in Minnesota. Uh, so he's got every Bond film now, but Skyfall. He's been going through all the extras and oh, looking nice. at all the documentaries and stuff. Um, but you just—you just said we were just saying something about uh, Python and all the stuff we were we were looking in on as as kids and what they turned us on to and Hulo, It led me. I was just going to say something about um, Spike Jones or something along the lines of uh, a music thing, but maybe I'll come to it. Okay. But um, so that's my little Father's Day thing for my dad. Nice. I just
0: figured you know. Stuff. Sometimes my dad doesn't know stuff is out there, so you can actually
1: surprise him with, with stuff like that. You know, they're like, "Oh my gosh, Dad, look at this!" You know. Yeah, he he he, def- he yes, he definitely has that. Like, what are you talking about? When did that come out? Or when did that happen? You know, he's he's way behind. Yeah. So you know, it was a revelation that I could literally just go online, click on Mister Hugh, find it, click, and it's here in a week. Yeah. And he's like, "How did you?" because for him it's still brick and mortar it's still oh, getting yeah. in a car going to the store you know trying to find this stuff yeah. um so, so it's the internet is slowly creeping up on him He's slowly kind of understanding that there's a whole new world out there
0: it's funny cuz my dad you know he was always so tech savvy and just mm. on the forefront of all that mm. but as he gets older he's degenerating <laughs> with all that it's just like you know like he hates amazon.com because one year, I don't know, five years ago or something, he ordered us a bunch of stuff for Christmas, and it didn't get there in time. And he's just like, ah, those guys will never order from them again. It's like, but isn't that great? It's the holiday. But you know? see,
1: but that that's interesting. Where he, you know, he's probably got a certain mindset of how things should be done and yep. how you do it. And and someone comes in and says, "Have you tried this?" And the skeptic in him goes, "It'll never catch on." Yeah. And the one time he tries it, yeah. it, it failed, failed him. him. It and failed. He goes, yeah. "A human wouldn't have failed. You know, that wouldn't have." Yeah. That would have worked if I'd gone into the store or something. Right. Oh, totally. You know? that um, Very much of that generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that I, 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 I get that. No, my dad, he's one of those guys that's really, really smart and knows buckets of information about, uh, you know, let's say six, seven, eight topics over here, and then a little bit about this other thousand topics okay he's the he's the wikipedia guy that you can call and just go I got this pain in my neck or I've what do I do with the car or, you know whatever yeah. and then there's a chunk of stuff that he's just you know expert on okay sure so he's, he's always been that voice but tech wise never <laughs> never ever ever been the guy he's still figuring out the, the cell phone you know, yeah we always he always thinks he's he drops me and I'll hear son of a god dad. if you can hear me I'll call you back and he hanging up. hang up still here dad you're wait, still there please. don't hang up uh, um, anyway we got a lot to ahead. get through as usual we and do I've got crazy stuff going on you got crazy stuff going on let's get to what you're excited about
0: okay uh, so this will tie into a, a larger topic that we'll talk to in just a second I was at E three
1: yes this, this past
0: week Electronics Expo yes which is the big video game trade show and you know I, my my goal was. I want to play the new Lego Marvel Super Heroes game, and I want to get my hands on Batman Arkham Origins, which I got to do both
1: of. And he wants to get his hands on you. That is true. Let me
0: tell you. Uh, so I did get to uh, play both of them, but I'm really super excited for the Lego game. Okay. Uh, because you're a Lego guy. I'm a Lego guy, yeah. That's the, that's the game you play more than anything. Uh, right. Well, I mean, when I play them, I play them to 100% completion. Right. So get it done. Yeah. You know? And it's a game I can play with my wife. And right. You know, we can after Paige goes to bed, we can just ah, sit there and play. And right. It's fun, puzzle solving, and you know, working together and all that. So, but this is probably the biggest Lego game they've done. There's, I think, 140 playable characters in it. Wow. Which. The last one was Lego Batman 2, which I think was about 44 playable characters in it. So wow. they're really going all out. So we got to got to play through a whole mission of that, which okay. was super fun, and, and there's just a lot of great innovation with it. We got to play as Hulk, Iron Man, and Spider-Man, the level we played, and there were things that you couldn't solve as Hulk. I thought it was pretty clever. Uh, they're, they're all In all the Lego games, mm. like you'll bust stuff up and there'll be some pieces left behind that'll start kind of jumping around and sparkling. And you have to go over and build things with that. Okay. That will solve some other thing and get you some other place. But in this game, uh, with the Hulk, Hulk will never build, Hulk only smashes.
1: So what happens when the pieces show up then? So you, you, have keep to press the, it?
0: you have to press a button and he transforms back into Bruce Banner, oh, okay. who can then build things and climb
1: ropes and stuff. But like that. But if you that. don't get to it in time, he'll like make it worse or something. No, oh, that never happens. He'll take but. the pieces and make them smaller. <laughs>
0: yeah, well oh. he does. He does bash a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah he picks Hulk. up things and throws it. But I thought you know it's just it's that sort of fun and humor and, mm. and really you know nice little sort of. Almost Easter egg things that that the Traveler Tale guys are really really good at. So nice. looking forward to that. That comes out in October. Cool. I guess both those, both uh, that and the Arkham game come out in October. But
1: nice. I'll talk about that in just a bit. So
0: nice. That's what I'm excited. So that
1: that's the that's the, the so the Marvel Marvel Lego superheroes. Marvel Lego superheroes. Yeah. And this is the third. What'd you say? Third edition of this or something? Well, or this third? is the this is the first Marvel game. First Marvel. Ever done. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay okay because all the other stuff has been DC. All the the bat. Oh, well, they've the done Star
0: Wars. They've done Lord of the Rings. But, I mean, the comic books of it. Comic book stuff, you always comic book about stuff has bat- always been DC. DC. Yeah, bat- okay. The first okay. one was just the Batman world. The second one was right. Had all the the DC universe in it.
1: And do they tie the the physical toys that are out to the games much? Not much. Or just no. it's just out. The Marvel stuff yeah. is out there, and now there's a game. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I'm excited about. Something very, very excited about this. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm chuffed, as they say. Um, uh, the annual Mego meet uh, was last week. Yes. And uh, I didn't get to go, of course. Where is it's some West Virginia, right? Pen- uh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia or Pennsylvania? I think it's in West Virginia. I think you're right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, our p- buddy Brian Heiler a big part of it. And, uh, you know, Dr. Mego and um, and all those guys. the Castaway guys. And... Um, I don't know how long this has been going on, how many years they've done this for Mego Meat, but they do an exclusive figure right. that is only for Mego Meat. Do you know about this figure this year? I
0: saw it. I was hoping, because I saw one picture of it, and I was hoping that it was just a one-off custom, because they do a lot of that and they do things. I didn't know it was the actual exclusive. That thing unbelievable. It is the actual exclusive, unbelievable. and
1: it is on its way what? to me. Um, we've talked a couple of times on the show about the... Uh, superhero merchandise catalog. I gave you one, actually. You did, yeah. One or two for, for your Christmas, uh, bachelor. Christmas, I think. I think it was a bachelor. Oh, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those of you out there that don't know what we're talking about, there were these stores, I think they were called Heroes World. Yep. In a couple of different malls on the East Coast, and any kid of the 70s, early 80s knows what we're talking about. Uh, the Kubrick School were responsible for uh, the layout for these these catalogs that basically looked like comic books, felt like comic books. Yep the the length of a comic book, but it was pretty much a, a superhero world uh, catalog is what they were called, yeah. a superhero merchandise catalog. And when the you books, think about
0: like catalogs, like the Sears catalog, it's all photography. Right. This was all hand drawn so you know, images of what these toys would be.
1: So everything, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of these that, that came out were pre Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but but once Star Wars hit too, so everything from you know Star Wars and and and, and the, the the Kenner type stuff to uh, Marvel DC Heroes, you know, Conan, any of that stuff that would have, you know, in a normal comic book of the 70s, early 80s, you'd see like a full-page ad for something. Right. For like the Mego Heroes or a Remco utility belt or whatever. Yeah. And chances are that ad was for the Heroes World uh, catalog, yep. mail, mail order thing. And they yep. eventually opened up some stores in, in malls. Well, you're a big fan. I'm a fan. Alex is a huge fan. Brian Heiler's a huge fan. He's been trying to track down photographs of any of the physical stores. There's one photo, I think, on Plaid Stallions that shows you what one of the stores looked like. Okay. I've got about eight or ten of the the catalogs themselves that I've collected over the years. And they created a character for um, the catalog called Snyder Man. Yes. And it's based on um, the guy, uh, what was his name? Um, Something Snyder, the guy that (laughs) Yes. who the hell was it? Um, John Schneider. John. S- Ivan Schneider. Ivan The guy that, yeah. that, that owned the stores. Yeah. And he, they created this little comic character called uh, Snyder Man. And the good folks. Um, so he had Migo he, was, meet. he was in
0: sort of a blue well, Unitar with a cape. Yeah, he had goggles yep. and sort of like
1: the ear cuffs of The Flash. And a, and a yellow cape and yeah. boots. And you see the little Migo figures he comes with? I, well, I saw... Yeah, he had it in his hand. So they did... So the guy, the folks at Mego meet, and I, I can't name all the people involved with this thing, did this 45... I mean, 50, 60 limited pieces, I guess, I don't know, of uh, this Snyder Man uh, Mego figure. And he comes in a box, and he comes with... Uh, five or six little Mego, you know, little... Like in scale. Like in scale, little figurines of Marvel and DC characters. Iron Man,
0: Superman, Spider-Man, Batman,
1: and Captain uh, America. He can lug around with them. And I've got one. My buddy Brian Heiler managed to snag one for me and uh, he's on his way. So I'm very, very excited about that. I just heard about it recently and couldn't be more uh, excited to get this thing. I love stuff like that. And all the stuff that Heiler's doing for... For, uh, for Brick, Brick Mantooth, the mascot for yep. Plaid Stallions. He's yep. now taking that concept uh, of the, just the character of Brick and, and riffing on the Micronauts or Pulsar and doing these limited versions of Brick. Like the, the Micronaut Brick has, you know, a silver Micronaut head. Okay. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and yeah. a different kind of body and stuff. So any of that stuff I just... I just love it, and it sort of keeps the spirit of Mego alive. So I'm sure people know because the stuff that we're doing. So um, I had to share that. I'm, I'm very excited to oh, be one of that's the. That's awesome. Yeah, to I saw that. Was I those. didn't, I almost didn't want to look for more information
0: on it because I felt like I had missed it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I just sort of found it. and I was like, oh my god, I gotta get one. Like whatever, whatever the cost, you know, sign me up. And there was something. No, I can't. I was just on the tip of my tongue. Was the one they did last year, which was really cool. And now I can't think of what it was. I actually also got one of those. Did you get one of the Greatest American Hero ones? Do you have one of those? I did. Yeah. That's an amazing figure. It's funny because I got.
0: I ended up with the one where he's in his his teacher outfit. Okay. With the suit underneath it. Okay. That thing has skyrocketed. Oh, has it really? It's like
1: eight hundred bucks on wow. eBay. It's
0: preposterous.
1: I've got the red suit one. Okay. And but I think, I could be wrong. So send your letters in now. But you know some of the same folks that you know were involved with doing that for that FX show, whatever yeah. it was back in the day are involved with the Mego Meat hmm. exclusive figures and, yeah. and this this Snyder Man. Yeah. Uh, so, boy, that just takes me back to those catalogs. That's just, awesome. Those are those catalogs where I can just I can grab a couple of those and just sit for like an hour and just, you know, and then write stuff down and go, got to find that. Did they ever make that? What yeah. the hell is that thing? Yeah. You know, the weird... Spider-Man signal gun or whatever by Remco, you know, and it's, and it's the, all the there. crisis. I know. <laughs> so I know. painful to read those. Like a Remco utility belt, like two seventy-nine. Yeah, you know, or five dollars. Get you know. your Migos for a dollar seventy-five.
0: Two forty-five.
1: Yeah. yeah. What? Um, so that, that's pretty cool. I was very excited.
0: We, we would do that as kids too. We would read them just like comic books. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we,
1: I, you know, I held on to them We'd read them over and over again. Yeah. You know. ugh. I mean, I remember. I associate that those you know ads more with single page ads I think I discovered that first just flipping through a comic and then all of a sudden ugh, you know it was the first time I sort of recall you know the content of the comic and then someone going well why don't we put the merchandise right there
0: yeah
1: you're following the adventure you know maybe the kid wants a utility belt or whatever and then boom you flip the page and there's a utility belt and mego figures and yeah. whatever um, but but everything in the catalogs is drawn yeah, by the the Kubert yeah. uh, school people. Did you
0: see uh, Chris Hype, I think it was last week. Posted on the Facebook page, he found the ad in one of the comp. We got an old comic book mm-hmm. from a friend, and it was the ad for that first convention you went to in like Pennsylvania. Oh well,
1: no, there. Okay, no, di- really, because I thought it was from '81. I thought he found the one from that year. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, because I thought it was just uh, it was just saying. Uh, Here's just a, he just found something for the the area that I was in, but no, if that I think was that was the one oh, so that the, you guys oh, were both at. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I didn't get that because I yeah, saw yeah. the the copyright eighty one of the thing, and so I thought that that's what that that year was that that ad came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, what's cool about that as well is there's a um, um, something in there for Heidi Ho Comics, uh huh, on Santa in Santa Monica on Third Street. Yeah, which is still there, still there. I mean, if that's 85, 84, 85, or whatever, they've yep. been they've been gone for a while. <laughs> yes, they have. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, good old Chris Height posts and stuff. Um, all right, so what else has happened? Lots of lots of crap. Lots of crap. Terminator 5. Now, uh, w- this has been talked about for a long, long time. Right. But, um, S- Schwarzenegger is supposedly involved with this that thing? That is correct. You know what they should do? Here's what I think. Stop making Terminator films? Yeah. But the only way this is going to work... With him involved, I'm sorry. Unless you do some very Tron Legacy esque, you know, work, I think. Which they did in the last one, didn't they? Which was the, yeah. the, And this isn't saying much, but that was the single best moment of that film. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Why couldn't he be one of the designers? Why couldn't he be one of the guys in the future?
0: Oh, well, they modeled
1: the thing after himself. He's a he's a he's a warrior. Maybe he's like maybe they've done some prototype bits on this guy right so he's he's not quite a Terminator but he's more powerful than his age and appearance would show you right and then they they go well you're a good we could use your face to model on the thing
0: but we'll make it 30 years younger right in exactly in the 60s or so now so
1: that's the only way I think
0: it's going to work for him coming back is Terminator so Terminator 1 was a lot of fun Terminator yeah. 2 was
1: fantastic yeah
0: 3 I like 1
1: better than 2 I'll take 1 any day Desert Island
0: Three was the one With
1: the female Terminator in it, And right? has
0: a couple of moments Has
1: a couple of moments Has a couple of moments But is that
0: the one with Which is the one with Claire Danes in it That's, That's the that one.
1: one That's the one Rise See, of that the one, Machines That
0: was That to me That film felt like It was Number two Just recast And the only Yeah There was like of. Kind of a Twilight Zone Moment at the end
1: Yes But it I mean but Not until a the ending
0: up until okay. that point, it was just like this is a complete retread of the last film, kind we yeah. nothing you know, yeah. and so then there was that last moment. Well, okay, you know, yeah, not but not a happy, completely ending completely unnecessary Wait, in this grand scheme of the of the fiction and the
1: story arc. I felt like the ending, the whole film, the whole film, yeah. That, yeah. Well, was, you mean, yeah.
0: and then salvation was just a mess, yeah, an absolute mess. I so, know
1: people that will argue that that's better than three, and I'll say no way. Just Eric is that Eric Eckstein? How'd you know that? Because How'd you know that he was the guy? I just know that that would be yeah, the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. All right. And then he'll go, well, no, 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 but what I'm saying is the experience that I had seeing the film made it a better film. Because okay. Because it was in, like, motion seats or something. Really? <laughs> that somehow made Salvation a better film than huh. Terminator 3. Interesting. I know we're we're... Basically talking about different forms of torture and like which one you'd prefer. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, that that kills me. So we don't we don't need a Terminator Five. Yeah. So
0: Terminator think. Five. They've also said that the Blade Runner sequel, which I've also heard maybe a prequel,
1: <sighs> yeah. is moving forward. There's just no way I'm to make f- that. There's just no way to make that very interesting to me, for a million reasons. Mainly, Prometheus was such a letdown. Right. To revisit a universe. Yes. But also. Blade Runner is such a thing of its, of it, uh, such a, such a, uh, miracle yeah. of, of what it, for all the reasons that it shouldn't have worked, that it did work and how long it took the world to catch up to it and everything else. I mean, again, lightning in a bottle kind of thing. I, I don't know how you, you do that again without making it seem like you're trying to do that again.
0: Yeah. And it know? feels like, to me, it feels like, you know, th- there's millions of people that love Blade Runner. Right. Uh, including us yeah but I don't know there are very many of us going but I'd like to see more boy I've got a lot of questions I want to see more you know it feels like yeah. everyone since then has tried to add on to that story by rehashing it or you know stealing from it and that sort of thing it just yeah. doesn't feel like
1: Yeah, it's, I need it's, that it's a one-off I mean it's definitely yeah. it's definitely a one-off um it's, it's funny I mean even because you go well, God, what if it was five years after the film would you have cared like I don't know it's still yeah. a very self contained kind of and this is how it ends kind of thing right because we've gotten all these different I mean it's so it's legend looms so large now because right. of the five different versions of the film <laughs> that's that right yeah, yeah. To everything else do you ever see have you seen the documentary the dangerous days I haven't huh you got you know you could probably just find it on youtube but it, it is amazing and it is it's exhaustive it's on the the dvd sets okay of just the you know ushering it in from you know from the book to the you know i mean dustin hoffman was going to do it at one point and all the ways that it went wrong and all this stuff but just the the ways that the different versions existed and yeah. and, and um through necessity or mistakes or whatever and it just the legend just got larger and larger, you know, and I it's a weird thing to try to touch and and go back to. But especially after Prometheus. You think you know, that was supposed to inspire people and go, Ridley Scott, alien? Yeah, really getting back to this going back to that world. This world? Yeah. You know, and that's what we got. Yes. You know?
0: Um And there's been a lot more talk about Prometheus too lately it feels like.
1: Well, that what that's I, going to
0: happen or not?
1: Yeah, what I, I think I, did I talk about this last time where they there was some website that was saying but Fox is really upset because Lindelof led them down a path and said I've got a great idea for a trilogy. Yeah, and then he took off, and now they're scrambling to figure out what we're going to do. And it's like, well, really, you're really scrambling to you know he left you hanging. He didn't leave Have any you, notes. But Lindelof
0: replied to that though. I don't. Did I send you that?
1: I don't. I don't know if I saw that. Okay.
0: But, yeah. So he was. He was saying that a lot of stuff has been laid at his feet that was already there, like he was not the guy that mm. came up with the trilogy. He said, "I was in the room when that happened," but uh but
1: didn't isn't he the one that changed it from? Look, we were talking. Who was I talking about this with? We did talk a little bit about. Somebody it, Somebody sent I don't think me we the had... script. Was it oh, Guyer? Right. I forget it's the original oh, no, script. We did. Yeah. That that he was saying that because he had read the script and he said it was, it was. There was no, and I read this in in Empire as well. There was no confusion in that original script that this was a prequel to Alien, right? And that the planet yeah. was LV four two six, yeah, yeah, and that it was going to take you right up to, you know, when when the, that crew eventually gets there or whatever. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a jumbled like, well, is it this? Is it that? Is it a pre? Is it a thing? And where did they? So he yeah. he was involved with that. He he has to be the guy that yeah. steered it in a different direction or whatever. Um, I just love how he's the go-to guy to go. We're stuck. We don't know what to do. <laughs> Call Lindelof. He'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, something. Speaking of the internet, uh, which I think is going to catch on. By the way. I still don't know. I've been talking to my dad. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to uh, digress here a moment. That has nothing to do with anything. But this is this is timely. And I am. I honestly. I'm not trying to uh, get dramatic here. I am so. I am so disgusted and shook up by this thing okay. that, but 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 it goes back to what we were talking about a couple episodes ago about how the internet we're going—is it good? Is it this? How is it good? How is it? This is when I love the internet. Did okay. you see the thing with the woman at Dunkin' Donuts? Oh Did yes. You see? This this thing I'm watching this thing and I'm it's about three or four minutes in and I'm going well clearly she's a fool yeah but you know what what I mean to me she'd be just like. Any other Dunkin Donuts anywhere in the country. Yeah. and then it takes a turn and the ugliness comes out and the vicious and you just I'm just going, what is going on? Like yes. like, what is going on in your world? Your tiny little world that this is this is this kind of poison comes out of you for something like this. But I love how this thing has has gone viral and made its way around the internet. and she's like public enemy number one. Yeah, right now, but I literally just saw that this morning, and I'm just my oh, really? jaw was hanging okay. open, like what the f-?
0: yeah, it's kind of the live action equivalent of that sorority letter, where you just cannot believe. You know what the sorority letter? She
1: looks like Gandhi. <laughs> That girl looks. I like haven't
0: watched all eight minutes of the Dunkin' Donuts oh, thing yet. You haven't? I've only seen.
1: Yeah, I've only seen parts of it. Oh, you got to get to the climax. Okay. It is like your jaw will hang open like So, for, what for people who may
0: not have seen it yet, basically it was. And they've outed this woman now. Like, Reddit, they found the woman. Oh, yeah. You know, and so oh, yeah. she went to Dunkin' Donuts, and they've got some policy where if they
1: don't give you a receipt, it's, your your order is free. And I don't know where to begin with that. Right. That that's why she's coming back disgruntled. So she comes with her iPhone to
0: record. She's going to bust this scandal wide open, get, you know, whatever she is entitled
1: to. Starts harassing this poor teenage kid behind the counter who's only trying to help her. Yes. And then starts talking to any bystander that happens to be around who want nothing to do with her and are not being asked if they can be filmed. Yes, and is announcing that, boy, this I is... Wait till I put this This is up. going
0: straight to Facebook. And you're going to... You're yeah. going to get it. Yes. Well, And now you, her
1: life... What you haven't seen... Is ruined. Or didn't see, <laughs> apparently, in the thing, is she then sees the woman that helped her the night before. I... And it all comes out. And it is so gross and disgusting. Yeah. And you just want to take a two-by-four to this woman's head. But I love that the Internet can do this, where, I mean... You know, and, and Facebook or whatever it is. Like, I've saw this about four or five times just this morning. Different people going, "Look at this scum," you know, yeah. and, and so on. Uh, She's being like titled like the worst consumer ever, or something like that. Just you know? a the worst human, just yeah. a, just a horrible human being. Just, yeah. just so I, I urge you to uh, to check it out. But speaking of the internet, yes. You know, um, any geek worth their salt out there listening? At this point in our lives, and at this point in you know uh, 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 underground tapes changing hands and the internet and everything everyone should have seen William Shatner singing Elton John and Bernie Taupin's Rocket Man oh. 1978 Science Fiction Film Awards or Science Fiction Awards what is it? yes um, everybody should have seen that by now I its it, think it so is, it is it, it it if if you've never seen Shatner pre- perform a song or sing or do anything, it will melt half of your brain. <laughs> watching this thing, it is just when you think it can't get extraordinary enough, it turns a corner and and you you wet your pants. Yes, it is amazing. It is extraordinary. But up till now, I've never seen the science fiction film awards that surround that piece of footage, that Rocket Man thing has been everywhere for 20-some years. I've never seen the show. Well, someone, it looks like maybe in March or April, finally posted the entire Science Fiction Film Awards show from 1978 uh, in Chicago. Okay. On YouTube. Okay. And it is extraordinary. (laughs) I cannot urge you, run, don't walk to YouTube to see this thing. uh, who's in Who's there? I think like Vincent Price, Mark Hamill, Forrest Ackerman. It's hosted by Shatner and Karen Black. The okay. opening number... You'll appreciate There's this. There's an opening number? The opening number. Dance routine. And, and I don't know if it's a song. There's like one guy dressed like Blackula. There's a, a guy doing the robot with light bulbs all over him. I mean, it, and they all start to walk out into the crowd. Uh, Mark yeah. Hamill gets up and accepts an award for Alec Guinness. I mean, it is... It is 70s, it is sci-fi, it's just like, everything's about Star Wars and Close Encounters. There's one, there's one bit where Darth Vader, sorry, Lord Darth Vader, they yes. call him, and Melinda Dillon, the mom from Close Encounters and Christmas Story, come out to, uh, to give an award. And it's someone doing a terrible James Earl Jones imp- <laughs> impression as Vader. Uh, that alone is worth it. And then at one point, bernie talpin comes out and says he's just beyond flattered to have his song reinterpreted uh, again by tonight's host mr william shatner and then we're taken off on the rocket man ride wow. so that award show is up on youtube now and it's i've been waiting a long time to see this thing so uh i cannot recommend it enough
0: we will have to
1: find that and post that in the show notes yes that sounds amazing amazing stuff
0: so, uh, I talked about E3 was this week, so that with that came a lot of news. We are in a transition year this year, where we are getting new consoles next year. Kay. Xbox has announced they are making the Xbox One, PlayStation is making the PlayStation 4. Okay. So, they've had previously announced these these boxes. You know, they had their press conferences. But then Monday of this past week was all the press conferences of all the big companies. So Microsoft went first okay. that morning and wanted to talk more about it. They felt like they had been sort of misunderstood in their previous uh, press conference because it, they really focused on sort of, it was an entertainment box, okay. and not so much a gaming console. Okay, So they really wanted to focus on the games. And then PlayStations was that same evening, like at 6 o'clock. So... Uh, Xbox really I mean it's pretty universal people feel like they stumbled they announced a lot of uh, sort of harsh policies where the the box has to be connected have an internet connection okay and it has to check in once a day with its internet connection okay or you just can't use it you shouldn't even buy one okay uh, and then you have to when you buy a game you have to register it within like 24 hours and you can't Trade games or buy used games without paying them some kind of fee. Okay. So completely alienating, like the core gamer audience. So that you know, people, and they've come out and they've said kind of some weird stuff since then that have really sort of turned off even the the staunchest Xbox fans. Okay. Uh, and then they also came out with the price; so it's going to be up five hundred dollars. So then PlayStation came out that next that that evening. And just basically said, we're not doing any of that crap. Okay, you know, you want to share games? That's fine. Share so they, your game. They kind of got one up on Xbox. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to connect it to an internet connection. You never have to. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and then they came out a hundred dollars less. And then Ooh. kind of to rub salt in the wounds, they had their two executives put together this little video that's gone viral. Uh, you know, they had their whole big presentation with, every, you know, there was lasers and things flying in and people showing all their games. And uh, so they used those same graphics from their sizzle reels at the press conference. And it was, here's how you share games on the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. step one, you know, with all their logos. And then it's the two top executives. And one guy has a game and hands it to the other one and goes, here. And he goes, thank you. And they're like, and then that's it. It's done. Okay. You know? <laughs> so that was kind of... Uh, you, uh, And then, like Don Matrick, who's like the head of Xbox, came out and said, "Look, if you're on like a nuclear sub or something and you don't have an internet connection, I get it. That's fine. That must be difficult. And if that's the case, well, we've got a product for you too. It's called the Xbox 360. Just stick with that. Wow. Which it seems sort of exclusionary. Yeah. uh, And strange. So that that whole thing is going on. I mean, there's a lot of
1: game players on submarines. Well, there, there are actually. I mean, the military, those I, guys. I mean, I was half joking, but it, I mean, the military, they're big yeah. game players. But oh, absolutely. I don't yeah. know how much they play on submarines. Well, apparently there was a guy. And... I, don't know, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with senior seeing... <laughs> Right.
0: So, other things at E3 that I saw, I went and played the Batman game, the the Arkham Origins. Okay. Which was. Now, uh, that's
1: the one that the action figures are sort of pimping.
0: There are some action figures. Yeah, DC Collectibles like has a, shown off a, the a, Joker, Batman, Bane, Superman, and.
1: Right? What? Nope. Well, the Superman is what? Is that an Injustice? No, you're thinking Injustice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there's yeah. an Origins Joker. Yes. I'm sorry. Is that what it's
0: called, Origins? Uh, Arkham Origins. Arkham yeah. Origins. So this is like a, a year one Batman story. Okay. Got it. it. takes place before Arkham Asylum, which was the first game. Got it. Uh, and it's being made by a different company than made the other two. The oh. other ones were made by Rocksteady. This one's being made by, I guess, part of Warner Brothers Interactive out, out in Montreal. Mm. They've changed the voice cast, too. It's not... You know the guys from Batman: The Animated Series. It's Mm. not Mark Hamill as the Joker. Mm. It's not Kevin Conroy as Batman, which feels a little. You know they said they were doing it to, you know, because this is a younger version. So we were, but from what I heard, and you know, I don't know if this is final dialogue, but I played the game for a good twenty minutes. uh,
1: It sounds like a guy trying to do Kevin Conroy. Oh, (laughs) you know, it just feels like. Why don't you go ahead and get Kevin Conroy? You know, I wonder if it's the guy, because I still haven't determined that if that Batman figure, that talking Batman, if that's oh. Kevin Conroy, right. or if it's somebody doing, because it sounds just like him. Yeah. Maybe it's the same dude. It might be. I wonder. So,
0: but I mean, it's it seems very fun. It seems, you know, what I played uh, feels like a lot of the same, which mm. is not bad, because they are fantastic games. Okay. But it feels a little bit like uh, Arkham City in the snow. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the same game mechanics and, and very, very cool, and, and it's, it's good to get another game. As I understand it, there's rumors that there is a fourth game coming that Kevin Conroy is involved in. He accidentally let
1: that slip. So Yeah, I saw that on, was it AFI that I saw it on or somewhere? That he, uh, you might have, yeah. He was explaining that he's not in this one, but he's yeah. going to be back in the next one. Kind yeah. Of thing.
0: So one of the other games I got to see that Warner Brothers Interactive is they're doing a Mad Max game. Uh, oh no, kidding! That. Yeah,
1: what is going on with that? What do you mean? Well, well is the film the, is this the Tom Hardy thing? Is that this had nothing to do with the film? Has that been filmed? I don't think so, because he, because I remember like a god, not maybe a year ago, maybe less. There was like a breakdown that came out yeah. where where um, George Miller had written the synopsis, yeah, and they showed some location stuff, but like. And then it just kind of went away. Like, is I feel it, like it just kind of it? went away. I don't. I don't feel like they ever well, did. It Was called something Road, right? I think so. Mad yeah. Max Something Road. Yeah, or something, yeah. I thought. Maybe. Yeah. And Hardy was supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So anyway, so this this is totally different. Totally, totally different. From, yeah. Okay.
0: It's, it takes place still in the same fiction of the films. Uh, apparently, Max has had his interceptor stolen, so he doesn't have his car. So he has to build a new car, which they call the uh, the Magnum Opus. And so the whole game, you're trying to upgrade this car to get your car back. It it felt mm. kind of like the game Red Dead Redemption, but post apocalyptic Mad Max. Okay, it looks very good, very cool. It's, you know, there's some pretty any likenesses like Gibson or anybody or just they did not. I generic? mean, it's it's Gibson esque, but it is clearly not trying to be Gibson. Hmm. Uh, it seems like it's set more sort of In between Mad Max and Road Warrior, instead of uh, okay, I don't think Thunderdome has happened yet, but you know, seems interesting. They'll they'll let us know a lot more as it gets closer. No Master
1: Blaster. That's correct. No, uh, what's her name?
0: Uh, Auntie was that her name?
1: Auntie Entity. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Auntie Entity. (laughs) Wow, that was I remember that coming out. That was kind of a big deal. That was a big deal. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I remember I remember the cover of Rolling Stone. It was it was. It was Gibson and Tina Turner Tina on the cover of Rolling yeah. Stone. I'm like, this is a big deal. Walker. And I remember that it was 80, so 85?
0: Uh, probably, I think it yeah. was
1: 85, and she had the song, which was the yep. tie-in. Which we was don't need another hero. All over the radio. But I remember that article talking about his drinking. <laughs> oh, really? This was 1985. <laughs> Whoops. And they were on set in Australia talking about him being hammered. You know, how many beers he drank at this... Uh, dinner or whatever, and then walking around with the, the guy that was doing the article. Mm. Uh, and that was 1985. Mm. So a little, little sign of things to come there, I believe. I see. Mr. Gibson. Um, so you saw some movies that I've seen a while ago. Yes. Uh, let's get to this, because I'm okay. curious. I'm curious. On what you think. You saw Zero Dark Thirty.
0: I watched that last night, actually. Yeah. And? Uh, I enjoyed
1: that. That was, that was very interesting to see. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I just didn't think it was... I could have done without the first forty minutes. Oh, okay. Like, just tell me that, hey, we we had to torture these guys to get this information, but here's what we got. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I don't care, you know. Like, I know what goes on, but like, I didn't. It didn't add anything to it. Yeah. don't Think. Um,
0: it was weird how they just kind of had people sort of like pop in, like John Barrowman just like came in and did, oh yeah, like a scene and left. Yeah. You know, yeah. James Gandolfini had like you know a big funny nose and did two things and left. But she's kind of... you remember that in...
1: She did that in... Um, Hurt uh, Locker. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, well, there's Guy Pierce. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. hell is he doing here? And yeah. he just says three things and he's gone. Yeah. Oh, there's David... Um, what's his name? Girl. Uh, Hi, no, the Pierce. guy from... Uh, he was in... Oh, I can never get... it. I love this guy. You know you know the guy. He was in ER. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. St. Elsewhere. Um, David... Uh, big, tall dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Morris. David Morris. Yeah, I just yeah. love that guy. Uh, he shows up for... Couple of lines and he's yes. gone. You yeah, know? it does. Yeah, so maybe that's kind of a thing for her. But it's just you know, uh, the, the more distance I've gotten from it, the more I found out about the film. People have said, "Well, you know, I my impression of it before it ever came out was that this is so accurate." I mean, we've got file; these files disintegrate after you read them. Like we've got the most up to date. This is no one's ever going to be able to do this, but we did it, and here's the movie. Since then, I've been hearing, like, well, you know, it's not quite. And they, they sort of are taking one woman's journey and turning it into da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, which I suppose makes sense, you know, coming out of it. Because there there is so much to that story that is so much more interesting than what we got in the film. Yeah. That is, I mean, fascinating. Fascinating details. Yeah. Which I've talked about in the, in the show several times. Because um, you've
0: seen a couple of other films. and Well, I, I saw this, the
1: SEAL team thing, but I yeah. read this article in... Um, I want to say Vanity Fair, which was this, this really in-depth article uh, about the operation and how it—it was—it was—it was never better than like sixty percent that this was the deal. Yeah, but
0: they—they they do kind of drive that home, though.
1: You know, they—they they do. <laughs> they, yeah. But it's like it—it it, you know why it took a couple of days and how, I mean, five-star generals were saying, "Don't do this. Yeah. This is not the thing," but. I didn't think, that, it was a detective thing. I mean the, the article is really a detective story of how they determined, I mean they showed you some torture and they showed you we followed this guy who followed this guy who made this phone call and we got to here but it's much deeper than that and the, and the analysis of the footage of this particular person coming out onto the thing to take a walk at a certain time every day and they analyzed footage from ten years ago of how this person walked could it be the same walk but with ten years on this you know, individual, whatever. Yeah. stuff like that I thought really should have been in there. There's a lot more meat and potatoes that I wanted in there from this from this thing. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, you saw a cloud Atlas. I did. And what did you think of that? That is honked up. Isn't it weird? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's incredibly ambitious. It's, that's,
1: that's a great uh, word. For it. It's hugely ambitious.
0: There's no doubt they're swinging for the fences.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and for and that, I have to admire it. Yeah. I have to go, Jesus, they made this thing
0: like but you'll watch it and then we watch you know my wife never really digs watching the, the DVD extras all uh-huh. the stuff she just doesn't care about yeah. that she wanted to see all of them oh and then you know because we watched all of it and then it's like at some point now we need to watch it again oh like it's so densely layered and there's stuff you never connected necessarily that, mm. I mean there's it's six stories that the threads of these things are so they are constantly tied together interweaving. So, yeah
1: you are constantly jumping back and forth between six different storylines six different timelines the future the past whatever yeah it's never just you get 20 minutes with this and then you move on and never go back it is constantly jumping back and forth
0: but the, the way they tie cuz you know at one point they're talking about you know there's there's that song the cloud atlas right sweet or whatever. Jim Broadbent and yeah that, that's kind of woven through it. And then like when they they show up in one of the that modern story the 2012 storyline mm. uh, in that nursing home it's like the music that's playing.
1: Oh, it's okay. Just, I mean it's just <clears throat>
0: crazy stuff how deep they went and that, in a lot of the DVD extras they're sitting there with the author who didn't even oh. realize some of the stuff they were doing
1: oh, interesting. to make
0: it connect. He's just like really I
1: got to go. <laughs> interesting. Well, yeah. I thought that I thought the makeup and the choices were incredibly ambitious to do that, what they did with these actors. Because, uh, you know, first off, you, start, you do start to play the game where you're yeah. watching it going, is that who I think, is that Halle Berry? Oh, no, wait, that's Hugo Weaving. You know, you, you play that little game, which yeah. is kind of fun. But then there, there are, in other words, whenever it's happening, you're never, you're never uh, you know, halfway through the sequence before you realize that that particular person might be in makeup. Like you right. know from the second that nurse shows up or whoever that you may yeah. not know exactly who it is right away, yeah. but you know that that is definitely somebody in heavy makeup. Yeah, you know what I mean. But so, at no
0: point did I think like uh, Hugh Grant was the crazy futuristic Mad Max native
1: guy. Oh, I did Slit see. I, I, I see, just I caught. Never... I just caught it. But like when he was the old guy, yeah. Like I knew it was him, but it was like it was. But what I'm saying is like they. I don't think they were trying to fool you. Do you know what I mean? That is correct. I don't think they were yeah, yeah. trying to go. You'll never know. This is Hugh Grant. You know, I mean? right. like so. Even that's insane. You're going. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Like, why would you make Halle Berry into a a, a white woman with you know green? Eyes? Like we know it's her. Yeah. You know, but there's something.
0: At one point, she's like an Indian man.
1: Yeah. In it, yeah. Like
0: because yeah. they, they 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 you know she was being interviewed in and then the, in the extras
1: shows up in it too, right? Susan Sarandon in, it
0: too. in yeah. every sequence. She's in all six. Is of Is she in all six? of them? Yes. It's really crazy. Jeez, okay, uh, but yeah, Halle was like when they cast me in this, I was playing three parts, mm. and then they call me and go, "How would you feel about playing four parts?" I'm like, mm. okay, and then by the end, you know, by the time we start, they're like, "You're going to be in all six Wow, you know? and like all of them had that, like, you know, they thought it was going to be one thing, and it just kept turning in the other.
1: The one, uh, sorry, go ahead.
0: And you know, it's it's the Wachowskis, uh, uh, and then the, the I forget the Tom other director. Twiker. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. did uh, Run Lola Run? Yeah. And so they shot the whole movie as two units they each took three yeah. segments and, and, was, and actually
1: just today Tom Hanks signed on for another Tom Twiker oh really and you're just going well you must have had a great time doing this thing. yeah I mean nobody cared about this movie yeah you know I mean do, do, you, do you do you get the sense I don't mean to interrupt you but do you get the sense having seen it now do you think and there's no way to really tell sometimes like 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 I think you knew pretty early on with Scott Pilgrim that if it's not going to find a wide audience, it's going to end up being a cult thing. It's very quick, it's very sharp, yeah. it's very Edgar Wright, but it's not going to have the appeal of other stuff that Edgar Wright is, has directed. Do you get the sense watching this thing? Do you go, "This has got this is like a cult movie in the making"? Like oh, this, yeah, yeah. you know, in ten years, this could be. Yeah, film students will be studying this and
0: all that. I yeah, think yeah. it's
1: like a misfire that that you have to admire. I don't, I don't mean I'm not saying it's bad. Right. I'm saying that it was impossible to market. Impossible
0: you to market. Can't tell people what that story is. And they actually came out with like viral videos ahead of time saying yeah.
1: we can't market this, you know. And every studio turned it down. Yeah. They had to find weird financing for it. But you've got big names in this thing. Yeah. And that didn't help it. And I mean it's incredibly smart. It goes from being incredibly smart and and not filling in any of the blanks like you're on your own. To then something so absurd and like what the, you know, WTF, as yeah. the kids say. The, the one, um, the, sequ- the, the, the section I liked the least uh-huh. was the future section with the, the dialogue, with the, the, the stylized... You know, Anthony Burgess type dialogue, yeah, yeah. where it was you know very um, stylized between Tom Hanks and Halle Berry, and, like, Yeah. That started to grate on me. I understand that they were being faithful to the book and the characters, mm-hmm. but that that started to bug me. But the other guy, you know, the show I keep talking about, um, the hour, yeah, yeah, the BBC America thing, uh-huh. Ben Whishaw, uh, who was the young composer that helps Jim Broadbent. Yes. He's the new Q, in Skyfall. Oh. Uh huh. In the new and the new Bond films, um, he's my pick for the next Doctor.
0: Oh, interesting! Okay. But I think
1: he's he looks he's too similar looking to. Matt Smith right. to do it, but I love his face and his features, and he's that wiry, you know, weird little little guy. Yeah, uh, but he's a wonderful actor, and he's terrific in it. Did you get to read that article I sent
0: you this morning
1: from the Spielberg Hollywood Reporter? Thing? The Spielberg. I'd read it. I'd seen. i okay. seen it on a different site. Yeah.
0: So this, because I think this kind of ties into the Cloud Atlas thing, what they were talking about. So there was a launch this past week of the Digital art Studio at USC mm. that both Spielberg and George Lucas spoke at, yeah. and they kind of said. That the studio program that we know that makes films is going to implode on itself yeah. and everything's going to be video on demand. And they were talking about, you know, Lincoln and Red Tails like, I'm Steven Spielberg and this is George Lucas, and nobody wanted to release our movies. Right. You know, Lincoln was a hair's breadth away from being an HBO picture, yeah. and Lucas had to put his own thing out. And even, you know, the Wachowskis who have made some of the most successful films of all time, yeah. They, again, had to sort of do this themselves. Yeah. So they're saying that, you know, the future of this stuff, you know, we're going to see some big, big, big titles crash, which we're already seeing with After Earth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, you know, but the thing about that, that's so, I mean, there was nothing appealing about that. that yeah. From the, from the first poster, all I could think is, if this doesn't scream vanity project for my kid, like like it just seemed like now you're now you're playing with hundreds of millions of dollars, to prove that your kid can be an action star or something because he did something in another film, and if that maybe puts the end to that kid for a little while, yep. then great because. But you know, well, you know it's what also it is? the whole thing is uh, you know it's it's
0: just like Battlefield Earth. It's this you know this one yeah. wasn't written by Elron Hubbard, but this whole picture is another yeah. allegory for Scientology and, you know, Will Smith, it's the worst kept secret that he's very much into that, so... Careful. He is. No, but they're listening. Oh,
1: that is true. Um, White vans are following me now. Um, yeah, and, but you know what's funny? I just saw a trailer. I'm sorry to, I'm gonna sound like an asshole, total <laughs> snob, I don't care. I just saw a trailer for "Fucking Grown Ups too.
0: Oh yes, that is coming.
1: You know, you can't... Cloud Atlas has got more ambition and weirdness and 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 again, I'm not saying it works all the way. I'm not saying I, I necessarily would buy it and put it on my shelf., yeah. but I admire the shit out of it for everything that they tried to do, yeah, as opposed to, you know, I'm sorry to pick on Sandler again, but Jack and Jill. <laughs> it's Sandler as his sister. I mean, I mean, have you you know, I'm the guy that will actually sit through 30, 40s things? Oh never. So only so I'm able to go, yeah, well, you know, I sat through 30 minutes. of it. <laughs> Rather than go, well, how would you know you've never seen it? I can go, No, I, I did it. I did it. I took <laughs> the took, pill. You did. I, I you did it. For man. The team, I man. was man. in there doing it while you were out here having fun. Ugh. Uh, I can't I can't begin. And I that trailer for grown ups I'm thinking, you know, Terry Gilliam can't get a film made, but we got grown ups too coming. Yeah. You, you know, you, you can't even think of a better time you can't even think of like more grown up or growing up even more, whatever. Grown ups, too. Like, like yeah. just, it's just like a, a couple guys in a room with darts and a bunch of post its, and they're oh. just going, throw that. There's a nude scene, uh, something about someone's balls. Yeah. They have a dog fart. Great. Go, go in the other room and write that out on a gum wrapper. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, I heard that. You know, They were talking about uh, on the Kevin and Bean morning show, they, you know, Ralph Garvin does that showbiz beat thing. Mm. They are making a film based on uh, Angry Cat. Just that photograph internet meme of that cat that's frowning
1: I don't even know what that is and I'm <laughs> glad I don't know what that is. It is I can't believe you have
0: avoided it but yeah I don't it's, think it's I know literally is. a photograph of a cat frowning that people keep you know putting new meme stuff over it and dressing it up and so they're making a, you know there are people that have worked their whole lives on these scripts that they can't get
1: seen. But by golly, I'm telling Angry you, Angry Cat is green-lit. We are moving forward. But here's the thing, and I, I, I make fun of this. The grown-up thing. It's like the first one made like 150 million dollars. Trillion
0: dollars, yes.
1: So you know they keep making this stuff because people keep eating the food. Yeah. They keep buying the shit. Yeah. You know. So that's what you're gonna get. You yeah. know. And I, I, I've said this, you know, with the whole Scott Pilgrim thing um, for Comic Con, and I liked Scott Pilgrim. I yep. did Not, I did not love it. I liked it. Um, I thought it was, it, it made the mistake of making the lead character incredibly unlikable uh, mm-hmm. that, that was, uh, should have been more likable because the comic was um, but uh, you're going to get less and less of that that to me is a textbook comic-con movie yeah. that is the studios going down, taking the pulse but look, they're going to be here for this and they're going to buy the thing and they're going to do it, it's going to be hip, it's going to be cool, don't worry we're listening to you guys yeah Let's make this thing. Or even Sucker Punch.
0: I was just about to say, Sucker Punch kind of falls in that now, same
1: category. Now, uh, that's another one that I've seen 20, 30 minutes of. And that's all I could do. And I've, I like Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, but See, I've, I watched the whole thing. I found it
0: enjoyable. It doesn't make sense the whole way through. But again, it was interesting. Your,
1: your basic premise... he was premise, trying to do something. Your basic premise puts me off. I, I can completely understand Because that. the basic premise is, it's all taking place inside her head. Yes. So... What stake do I have in seeing the adventure? I, I just—if I know the whole thing is a dream or a fantasy, there's there's no stakes visually. But you know, but you, but, yeah. but but logically and, and on paper, you would think it had all the ingredients, you know. And the studios going, boy, this will get this will get the bums on seats. Yeah, couldn't give it away. Yeah. you know. And I, th- I I feel like if there had been too much time, you know, he may not have gotten the Man of Steel gig. I don't know because of that you know because I love Watchmen yep. and I like what he did with um, I liked 300 mm-hmm. um, I agree just fine you know yep. I didn't love it but I liked it yep. um, and I, I really liked the, the Dawn of the Dead remake I thought that was, oh, yeah, that yeah. was terrific yeah, um, so I liked the guy but I but you know that had nothing in it that I was very interested in this this um, uh, sucker punch but we're just going to get less and less of that stuff yes. if people don't turn up for it and put the money down or buy the DVD old, or whatever Old Dogs 2 I'm telling you. Wild hogs for Again. Again, make fun of me if you want. I have I have seen twenty, twenty-five minutes of old dogs. Where are you finding this? Just flipping around and it's suddenly HBO and you and you just your 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 jaw will go numb from picking it up off the floor. You just you just watching it going, I can't believe how many people were involved to make this thing. And the and the wild hogs, I mean it, it's like I do not even want to, oh, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. Because I was just going to, I was going to say so-and-so was turning in their grave. Here's a little quick little tidbit. Because we'll get away from this garbage that we're talking about and get to some culture for a second. All the stuff that we were turned on to uh, by, by our parents, you know, by my parents, the foreign films, the British films, the Ealing comedies. Uh uh-huh. For those of you who don't know, Ealing Studios was a British studio, and for a long time they, um... They were the, the, one of the cornerstones of British cinema in the 40s and 50s yeah. and made a lot of classic comedies like uh, The Lavender Hill Mob. Uh, I think The Lady Killers was an Ealing comedy. Um, the original one. The original <laughs> Lady Killers, yes. Um, and um, uh, wait, The Lavender Hill Mob, The Lady Killers, The Man in the White Suit, I think, was another one with Alec Guinness. But Alec Guinness was sort of the poster boy for, for Ealing. So I'm flipping around the other day, uh, over the weekend, and uh, The Lavender Hill Mob is on. Okay. I haven't seen this since I was a kid, young teen, whatever. It's 1951. Alec Guinness, uh, Alistair Sim, I forget who the other actor is. It's it. But uh, not only uh, towards the beginning does a young Audrey Hepburn, before she was Audrey Hepburn,
0: she was still, Audrey Hepburn. But you know what I mean. She no, comes go, up, you know, uh,
1: behind Alec Guinness, yeah, and yeah. you know, whispers in his ear or something. And you're like, "That's Audrey Hepburn." Okay. There's another scene in a police um, uh, where, where, the, where the police are giving demonstrations on fingerprinting and stuff to the to the public. Okay. and the guy that's doing some of it is Robert Shaw. <laughs> okay, but he doesn't have a line. He doesn't yeah. have a word. But you're like, "Oh my gosh, that's Robert Shaw." Uh, I think this is a, 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 a phenomenon. I don't think I've ever seen this in a film. 1951. There's a police chase. And the bobby, the policeman, calls the station. Says uh, da, da. he runs over to a police box yes. standing on the corner, <laughs> opens the door, and makes a phone call. And it's got the St. John's ambulance sticker on the front, just like Matt Smith's TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. And um, and he uses it to call the police station about the the car chase. Okay. I think it's the first time I've ever seen a film that had an actual police box in it. Because right. by the time Doctor Who hit in '63, they were Almost obsolete. They yeah, were kind yeah. of on their way on their way out. So that, that just gave me a thrill, like, Oh my god, she paused it and I'm, and I'm telling my wife, she's like, That's great, honey. I'm like, No, 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 look, 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 look and then I pause it and show the emblem on the door and I said, That's he's using the phone that's in the and they could put criminals in there. And she's like, That's great, honey, and she's just back to her, whatever she's doing online. Um, i just talking, how do you have
0: time to watch like twenty minutes of wild hogs? With your volunteering, I know,
1: and you know the, late the at work night. you do. Okay, late at night. Once yeah. I get home, you know, eleven thirty midnight. Uh, you know, if it's if it's on, because I like to you be have informed. To be exhausted making the soup. I like to be informed. I know, but you know, tucking I take, all the kids in. Take a quick shower so I don't smell like bullion. Right on the way into bed, but you know, I read everything from, you know, Pravda to highlights. To cat fancy, yes, you know, to... grannies of fannies, grannies to fannies, cheek week, everything in between, right? Uh, so I'm informed, okay, and I so I, 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 you know, it makes your brain melt. I understand, but I've I've got to be able to see twenty or thirty minutes of Jack and Jill or grown ups or whatever to to go. No, no, I I'm telling you, you have no idea the horrors that I've just endured. I I, I can't tell you how bad because it's. And then every now and then you think, well, maybe, maybe could it really be as bad as the, the what we saw in yeah. the trailer or whatever? And it's, it's worse. It's worse than you can possibly imagine. Wow. Yeah. It's it's. So have you seen parts of Jack and Jill? I have seen parts of Jack and Jill, yes. Battlefield Earth? I think I might have seen all of Battlefield Starship Earth. Starship Troopers 2? No, never saw that. Okay. Never Just saw that. Just seeing how far it goes. Um, well, there was one recently that was so... Oh, I can't think of what it was now, but it, I, I, could, I couldn't even get through... I think I, li- I, I purposely rented it because I knew it was going to be awful, just to see how, how, just how awful it was. Transformers 3. Uh, it might have been Transformers <laughs> 3, which I couldn't finish. Yeah. When he was in the building and the, the Asian guy from... I've,
0: I have not seen it.
1: There's a bit in a building and all of a sudden there's an Asian guy from Community talking about being a spy or they're listening or something. It yeah. is like a Jerry Lewis movie. Yeah, it's it's. I understand it's giant robots. Yes, wreaking havoc through the city. I'll buy that. I got no problem with that. Um, anyway, we should be wrapping this up soon because we got uh, other stuff. But uh, one one quick thing that I saw um, just today, as a matter of fact, that uh, again I'm urging people to run to their computers to see Alan Partridge, uh, the character that Steve Coogan, his most famous character, yes. Alan Partridge, um, former talk show host, radio show host. Now he's doing like interstitial stuff on the internet. He's got a film coming out. The trailer just hit. It's called, um, Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa. Okay. Uh, he's in it. A lot of the, you'll see a lot of faces from the different Alan Partridge series in the thing. And, uh, uh, call Meany. Oh, uh, looks like he's transporter the transporter chief O'Brien. He's the co-star in it. It looks very, very funny. Uh, I think it comes out in August in the UK, but, okay. uh, very funny trailer. So, I think you can just find it on Facebook or YouTube or something. All right, uh, so check that out.
0: Cole Meen, he's in that he's in that Hell
1: on Wheels on AMC too. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah he's he's, uh, he's good. In that he was very funny. Did you ever see the the movie that Russell Brand did with Jonah Hill? Yes, Meet Me at the Greek. Meet me at the, get get me to the get him to the, get, get, get him to the Greek. Get him to the Greek. Get him to the Greek. And he was—he was, he was to me. Russell Brand's dad. Yes, yeah. He was very funny. in that. Yeah, he was. He's, he's very—he's very funny. His funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then he can be terrifying. Uh, Layer cake. He was very scary in Layer cake. Okay. He was. Did you ever see Layer cake? I can I feel like I did, but I can't remember. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Daniel Craig. Matthew Vaughn uh, directed it. I
0: can't. I don't know.
1: I remember yeah. it. I just can't remember if I Call saw Meany, it. Call Meany, Daniel Craig, and I forget the other one, but Craig, it, Meany's pretty—it's pretty tough in it.
0: So have you have you been watching The Killing? Are you in for this season? No.
1: I've you totally forgotten it. about it. I totally oh, forgot about it. All right. No. It's better. It's
0: better this season. Oh, it is. Say. Yeah. And you
1: know I'm behind on Mad Men because it didn't tape last Sunday. Oh. It's been doing it for me every Sunday stuff, and then all of a stuff, sudden
0: stuff finally moving ahead on that. Cuz that's
1: been slow. It's been a little slow. I, sl- I agree. I'm digging where it's, you know, the the time frame and how they're, you know, referencing it, but it's yeah. been slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, cool. There's a there's a show for you. All right, that's all I've got. Hope you enjoy. I can't it. do anymore. I can't. I can't either.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down on one knee like uh, James Brown. You have
1: to come put a cape on my shoulders. It's getting to that point. And then
0: I'll stand back up and I'll do one more hour of the
1: show. It's getting there. Um, yeah, that's that's all we got. All right.
0: Well, everyone, have
1: a good week. We'll Thanks be so back much. Catch uh, you Yeah, in another week with all the best
0: in pop culture, nerd news, and geek stuff
1: shiny, let's be bad guys,
0: I know Kung Fu, show me, sure. the knowledge, that fills it behold, the secrets of nature's deepest mystery,